Hey y'all, this is Ginger DeVries, guest number 56 of the podcast encouraging you today to use your position to broadcast God's love. All things work together for the good to those who love God and to those who's called according to his purpose. God has sent Jesus to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives. Freedom, my friends. That season may not be the thing that you wanted necessarily, but God needs you to learn something. God has given her an ability to help people change the narrative of their life. If you do not genuinely believe in prayer, then there's no point in doing it. Hindsight with God, you understand, but yeah, in the middle of stuff, you just gotta hang on and trust Him. We're not supposed to do for God, we're supposed to be for God. The doing is a side effect. God is able to bless you abundantly. If He can take care of the birds of the air and the flowers of the field, so more can He do for you. My family and my husband and I sat in the store before we opened and we just prayed over the store and that we would unapologetically show the love of Christ. It's all going to work together for your good. If you love God, you just continue to stay humble, seek God, and it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. God's Word says, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. We pray this episode is an encouragement to you to go out and use your position to broadcast His love. From Scotto Albritton Studios, here's your host, Ricky. Hey everyone, and welcome to Broadcast His Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name, because it's all about Jesus living life on purpose for him. And today we have on a guest who we've had before, Ginger DeVries. She is talking about today how Jesus is enough. And you all already know Ginger from episode 56, but she just did the introduction to this podcast. So if her voice sounds familiar, you just heard it. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, I'm so happy to have you here. I love you. We just got out of a small group together this spring. Yes. It was good. It was so good. Yeah, it was deep. It was. Yeah, and I, I feel like we just kind of went all in when something was on our brain we just said it, right? Yes. It's just so great to have a group of women who can just share what they're going through. And yeah, it was wonderful. And we want to continue that conversation. Yeah. Here today. Absolutely. Something that we talked about in that small group and something that you posted on Instagram a little while ago Mm -hmm. is about how Christ is enough. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, part of our small group was about identifying lies and um, how society often will, will tell us lies. And um, so one thing that I've heard um, many people say um, over the past few years is something that sounds very beautiful, which is, you are enough. Right. And um, of course, I do want to say that, you know, we are enough when we have Christ in us. Um, But when we're talking to the world and to unbelievers, it really started weighing on my heart when I started seeing um, so many books out there um, that are just telling women and and children and and just everyone essentially that no matter what, that they are enough. Mm -hmm. And I just found that that was, um, you know, opposite of really what the Word of God tells us. Um, which is that apart from Christ, we are not enough. And so I did, you know, write a little post about that, which I know that can be kind of um, countercultural. Yeah. But I just kind of wanted to talk and and just kind of get the conversation rolling with 
Um, well, what does that mean if we are in, we are enough? What does that really mean? What does it? And it, this is so funny that you talk about this yeah. because I have coffee mugs that say you're enough. I mean, it was a gift, yeah. but it's like so everyday language. You go yes. into Target. I hate to say that about Target because I love right. my Target, you know. <laughs> but hey. Right. It's on folders, it's on backpacks, purses, right. t-shirts, you are enough. And if you really think about it, oh, if you really think yeah. about it, do you really think you're enough? Well, you know, and, and that's why it, I said in the post, it's a it's a beautiful message that I so want to, to um, tell, walk around telling people that they are enough. And, and let me stop here and say that if you are a believer in Christ and if you have Jesus yeah. Christ in your heart... Um, and you're living for him, then you are enough because of the Holy Spirit living inside of you. Yes. So the song Gyra, you know, that that we love so much that says you are enough. Well, yes. that, is, that's, that is speaking to uh, Christians and to the Lord because of what he has done inside of us, that we are enough because of who he is and the work he's done inside of us. Yes. My post was more about telling s- secular society that they have everything inside them that they need apart from Christ and that they are enough. And so I just want to kind of make sure that people understand that. I'm not saying that with, you know, with Christ that we are not enough, but apart from Christ, right. we are not enough. Yes. And that's the scripture tells us that that's not my opinion. That's the opinion of scripture. It says, you know, we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And that's uh, Romans three twenty three and you know, Romans six twenty three says the wages of sin is death, right. but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. So, these are just scriptures that that point us back to Christ being enough in in us. Yeah, point us back to Christ, and that's what we're trying to talk about in this conversation about pointing you back to Christ, because we are going to fail you. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh, I'm sorry, yeah. we mess up. That's right, but. Let's take it back to God. You and your relationship with Jesus. That's what we're talking about. To broadcast God's love. It's about you and your relationship with Jesus. Yes. He is the light. He is good. His love endures forever. And Psalms, I'm just going to read this Psalm. It says, Psalm 73, 26. My flesh and my heart may fail, Mm -hmm. but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. He's my portion. He is. Yeah, and that goes with money, it goes with things, it goes with anything that you are trying to get. He is my portion, and that contentment is a peaceful feeling. It's good. Right, and that's why at the second part of of what I was trying to to get my point across, I wanted people to understand that there is hope, Mm -hmm. that even though the Bible says, apart from Christ, we are sinful and, you know, the, the payment for that sin is death. Mm-hmm. The Bible also tells us, but there's hope because God so loved the world. He sent mm-hmm. his son for us that whoever believes in him won't perish, but will have everlasting life. Yeah. And so it's so great that there's, there's so much hope. Anytime um, we find out about sin and being separated from Christ, there's so much grace and hope that comes with the redemptive story of Christ. Yes. So, you just said we won't perish, but right. have eternal life. Like, we are in a football stadium right now and that's everybody right. is screaming and we are saying hallelujah. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Yes. This yes. is good. This is this is the good talk. You know it's what I'm good. saying? It's good. It's the good news. It you is know? the sister. <laughs> it is the good.
good news. It like, is good. This is something to celebrate as believers, no matter where you are in the world right now. This is for you. Amen. That's right. Yes. Okay. Jesus is enough. And I just would love for you to continue talking about this, um, to dive deeper yeah. into this conversation about Jesus is enough. As you posted, Christ is enough. I want to read a little bit about what you posted. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So this is straight from ginger.devries on Instagram. <laughs> okay. It says, the world keeps telling us that we are enough all over social media. I read and hear the phrase, quote, you are enough. Man, it sounds beautiful and encouraging, and I am naturally an encourager, so I desperately want to walk around telling people that they are enough, but that would leave out the hope of the gospel, and that's what we're talking about. So I just want to dive deeper into this, and I know you're going to talk a little bit more about it, um, talking about Ephesians Mm 2.10, and you write right here, yes, we are all God's workmanship created on purpose for a purpose yes for you listening you have been created on purpose for a purpose Mm -hmm. and we get that from ephesians 2 10 which says for we are god's handiwork created in christ jesus to do good works which god prepared in advance for us to do so he's already prepared it i'm just trying to encourage you listening okay all right and you continue saying Yes, we all have so much value. But friend, when I look all throughout scripture, we are told that apart from Christ, we are not enough. Romans 3, 23, which you shared. We are broken people in need of a savior. Romans 6, 23, which you shared. If we are enough, there would be no need for Christ. Yes, this is countercultural, but our cultural norms are forever changing. The good news is that the gospel never changes. The Bible tells us that we are all in need of the cross. Yes, I have worth and a God-given purpose, but I know that apart from Christ, I am not enough. That's right. That's That's so good. Well, well, God is good, and it's so wonderful to know that through Him and His work on the cross— that we are enough, mm-hmm. but apart from him, you know, we are not. And so I think that's where we need to identify when we're talking to the world, those unbelievers who don't really know scripture and don't really know um, much about the Lord. We need to make sure that they understand what the gospel is. Right. Right. And you have such a heart for this next generation. Like, I love you. You have daughters. I do. And you love pouring into them. And I know you serve in their schools, right? I do. Um, Well, I do uh, small groups with um, high school girls and really talking to them about their worth and their value and and, uh, that God loves them and sees them and Um, Just also about culture and what culture is telling them and then what scripture is telling them. Because oftentimes those are different things. And so, you know, just diving into that with high school girls, I I definitely have a heart for for this generation, this next generation. What has God shown you to encourage this next generation? Like where is God taking you in scripture to point these high schoolers to Christ? Yeah, well, social media is just so huge for, I mean, it's it's big for all of us now, but especially the, the amount of hours that our teens are, and even, even some adolescents are spending in and on social media is just so high. So what we're teaching our children in the home is oftentimes different than what society and social media is telling them. So they are being, you know, inundated with 
ads and movies and um, just society, what they tell them is truth. Right. Commercials. Commercials, just everything. And so we really have to spend a lot of time talking to our children and telling them the truth. Right. Because if not, they are being told truth by a different source. And oftentimes that truth is, is either lies or that they think is truth or either it's partial truth you know, mask with some lies. And so our children are getting, are becoming deceived. We're all becoming deceived. That's why we have to go back and hold everything accountable to scripture. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that is what I'm trying to, to teach these high school girls and my own children is to, um, understand the word of God and to hold everything to the word of God so that they can say, is this truth or not? I mean, we have to all have something to compare what we're hearing to. It's true. In church, listening to this podcast, I challenge you listening to go take this to scripture and and test it. That's right. And, you know, I'm not perfect. Ginger's not perfect. Like, right. we all sin and fall short of the glory of God, like what we were talking about earlier. Christ is enough. Yes. And his truth is the truth. And it's my truth. My truth is his truth. That's my truth. That's right. And that's another thing. Um, that's something you hear a lot too, yeah. which is one of the things that I've talked to the girls about, which is my truth, your truth. Uh, what about the truth? Actually, one of the, um, an author that I love, her her book that's coming out soon, mm-hmm. you know, talks about that. It's, it's all about what is the truth. And so yeah. when, you know, I, I want to make sure my children understand that the truth is is what scripture says and oftentimes we want to say well my truth is different your truth looks different but like you said my truth is what scripture says is true that's even if it feels uncomfortable sometimes i know we have to go back to it doesn't we're gonna feel uncomfortable the bible tells us we're gonna be persecuted we're gonna feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. sometimes wow but we have to go back to the truth of scripture Um, instead of our feelings are going to change. Our emotions are going to constantly change. Scripture never changes. Right. Jobs change. That's right. But God never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, forever. And he's our firm foundation. Man, there's this scripture, not scripture. It's not a scripture. It's a song. It's a song that is written around a scripture. I don't know how to say it best, but the, the song says, I will not be shaken. Yeah. And I cried when I was listening to that worship song and singing it as a praise song, not truly understanding what it meant in that moment. I will not be shaken. And I'm like, I am shaken. (laughs) I'm like weeping. Like all the makeup is off at this point. I'm like, ugh. But it's a reflection that Christ is enough. He's our firm foundation. We can go to him. We are not perfect. We sin and fall short of the glory of God, but you know, he is enough and that we can go to him. And when we feel shaken, you know, like, Oh, the world got me. I'm feeling right. fleshy. Like we talked fleshy, about in the book. Right. <laughs> uh, John Mark Comer wrote in uh, live no lies. You know, when I'm feeling fleshy, I can go to God and I want to continue that conversation with him and that relationship with him. And so taking the scripture to this small group of girls is something that I'm sure 
is challenging because they're coming in with all these questions mm-hmm. and they probably have desires on their heart that they think are innocent. They probably have dreams they want to accomplish. They probably have things they want to do, jobs they want to get. Right. And you're coming in with this simple answer of your Bible. Here yeah. it is. Here's the truth. Yeah. And and that's what the Lord has given us, the Holy Spirit inside of us and then and then the word of God. And um oftentimes people are wanting to when their worldview doesn't align with scripture, they're wanting to change scripture to fit their worldview. Instead, we should be changing our worldview mm-hmm. to align with scripture. Right. That's not always easy to do because of society and what society tells us is truth. Mm-hmm. But we have to go back to scripture and what scripture says is truth. And that's our firm foundation. And that's what we stick to. And that's really what our world, it should. we should have that biblical worldview. Right. So yeah. that's that's definitely something that we all we all struggle. I'm sure we all struggle with. Right. Well, something that's been helping you out a lot is something called Mama Bear Apologetics. And I first learned about this from you in small group. And I have the app. It's called Libby. But it's basically connected to our local library here mm-hmm. in Pensacola. And I down, oh no, the book went back to my shelf. I guess it, it expired. I was listening to it just last night. Okay, well, I'll have to redownload that one. But um, Mama Bear Apologetics, it was just basically saying what it's about. And it's about the Bible and testing information that we're getting, correct? And correct. Yeah. putting it up to the Bible. Is this true? Correct. So yes, a lot of people may not know what apologetics is. And apologetics is basically just the religious discipline of defending religious documents and doctrine. And for Christians, that is defending the word of God really is what Mm -hmm. Christian apologetics is. And so um, mama bear apologetics is great because oftentimes we've apologetics in the past, we've thought of it more as like a, a man's discussion. I love that women are really getting into apologetics a lot now and that um you know we're we need to be teaching our children how to defend scripture and especially with this next generation they don't want us just to tell them what the truth is but why why do we believe what we believe i think Mm -hmm. with our grandparents generation and our parents generation we were told to to believe in god and we did but i'm learning that the next generation really wants to know why we believe what we believe and so apologetics is something that really helps um, young people as well as as older people understand how to defend their christian faith and Mm -hmm. so mama bear apologetics is by hillary morgan fair and natasha crane and they and Alyssa um elisa childers speaks on this as well but they um really teach us as parents how to share our faith with our children and explain to our children why we believe what we believe and what scripture says and how to defend those tenets of our faith. Mm-hmm. So it, it's really great. It's it's been a, a it's been a book that has really launched women into apologetics and getting interested in apologetics. We as parents want to point our children to Jesus and Jesus alone. And yet they see the best and worst sides of us as people. And so hearing you say that we're explaining to them why we believe what we believe. This is so spiritual because what it's going to do is challenge you as a parent to dive into scripture for yourself 
and seek Jesus and seek how he would do it. And then you have to model that to your children. Absolutely. Yeah, that's not easy. Because you're being, I don't want to say a mouthpiece for God in this moment, but you're delivering the good news to somebody who you care so much about. And it's such a big deal. And my heart breaks for the parent who's listening to this, who is struggling with their children. It's really difficult sometimes to share your faith with a, um, a child who's not be- a believer mm. um, or maybe just a child who is just questioning their faith. I know my youngest child definitely questions more and asks me more difficult apologetics questions that I have to study my faith more and study the word of God more and and be able to help. And sometimes it's okay to say, I I don't know, but I'm going to look into that and try and help you find that answer. But um, Josh McDowell was and has been one of the greatest apologists of the Christian faith in, in past years. And Sean McDowell, his son, grew up under this wonderful, great apologist And I know that as he became a high schooler and into his even early 20s, he really started questioning his faith. And he went to his father over coffee, I believe, and just said, Dad, I don't know if I believe all of this to be true. How can you, as an apologist, how can your son hear me not not know if I believe that it's true? And I love what Josh McDowell said to him. He said, I don't want you just to believe what I say is true. I want you to search scripture and find the truth for yourself. Amen. So if, you know, if you if you don't follow my word, but you just go off and, and you study scripture for yourself, I feel confident that you will come back to the same truth that I have. And he has, and now Sean McDowell is a, a great apologist as well. So I love that he gave his son room to do searching for himself. And we have to That's do that smart. with our children sometimes. So Charles Stanley, yes. he said, he, I've been listening to his sermons um, lately on CDs. And um, he said in a sermon about parenting that with his children, what he did is when a child came up to him with a question, he said, go ask God first. Mm. Go at like leave the room and go ask God first. And he said the child would come back to him and say, Okay, dad, I asked God. And Charles Stanley would say, What did he say? And he jokingly said, And this is what his children actually said, He said to ask you. (laughs) And Charles Stanley said, No, that's not what he said. Go back. And he did. He made them go back and ask God because what happened, oh, this is so beautiful. What happened is, when that child went to college, he asked God for help or she asked God for help. And didn't just depend on his parent. Yeah, that's beautiful. And then that child knew that God is with them in their room, in the bathroom, you know, wherever they went to go talk to God. Right. They And then he went even deeper and he said that when that child's out on their first date, they know that God is with them. When the child is out to dinner, they know that God is with them. When they're in school, they know that God is with them and that they can talk to God and bring their questions to God right then, right then, like right then and there, they can wow. bring their stuff to God. That's so wonderful. That, what you were saying is so valuable to us as believers, as parents, if you're a parent, if you're a grandparent, if it's just you yourself, take that question to God. That's right. And and sometimes it doesn't always turn out exactly like our children. We They don't, you know, we've been praying for them for years. I mean, I know my father was an unbeliever for many years. I prayed for him for many years and he is a believer now, but sometimes you can feel 
like I've been doing everything I can do. I'm on my knees. I'm praying. And there's, there still seems like I'm in a desert and nothing is happening. But don't give up. Keep keep praying and keep sharing, you know, love and Christ and um, grace with your children. And um, just I think it's just keeping the lines of communication open between you and your children so your children know they have a safe place to come to ask the difficult questions. And it's okay for you to not know all the answers to all the difficult questions, but just for discussion to be able to happen. So the verse, a verse that you shared in that Instagram post, 1 John 4.4, this is the NIV translation. It says, you, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Yeah. Come so on. Good. That's right. He's If you're a believer, he's already in you. Ask him. That's right. Yes. We have access to the Holy Spirit inside of us. We just need to ask. Oh, yeah, but it's goodness. great to know. That's, that's power walking around knowing that whatever persecution I'm facing in the world, I have the king of all kings, the one who holds all the power in his hands inside of me as a believer. It's a little overwhelming to think about for me. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I don't know what to do with it. I have to go back to his promises, who I am in Christ when I feel that way. But sometimes when I think about the Holy Spirit is living in me, I'm just like, and what am I going to do with it? (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know, like (laughs) what is happening? Um, what do you think he wants you to do? I w- I'm curious to know what you think. What, I mean, you have the Holy Spirit in you. What do you think he wants you to do? I think number one is, of course, worship him and share him with others. I mean, that's yeah. that's the greatest gift we have is if we have him inside of us, we're going to be a light shining to the rest of the world yeah. and in darkness and a light shines and it leads the way, you sure. know. So just being, the Bible tells us to be salt and light. And so having Christ inside of us, you know, we want to have that influence on the world and share truth with them because the world is telling us lies continually. Right. And um, oftentimes, you know, we believe those lies just because we are surrounded by people who believe them and it's comfortable. Oftentimes, uh, one quote that I love by, I believe it's Frank um, Turek, is that, Most people aren't on a truth quest. They're on a happiness quest, Mm. and they're going to believe whatever will make them happy. And so people are often believing the lies just because it's easier to believe. It makes them happier to believe the lies. So our job as believers, having the Holy Spirit inside of us, is to share Christ, but to gently share Him with the world. I mean, we're not going around beating people up with our Bibles, but we're going and sharing Jesus to people, sharing his compassion, his love, and his salvation to the world. And you are so good at that. And I think for the person listening, I think it's important to know Ginger's heart for people, like sin aside, Ginger's heart for people is so big. And so I just, when I see you, I'm like, that is someone who loves people, well. You love people very well. Well, thank you. It's, um, I am passionate about other people finding Jesus, the Mm -hmm. hope of the cross and, um, just finding Jesus and, and having a close relationship with him. That's what keeps me going. And, um, but it's, it is Christ in me. It's, it's nothing I could do on my own. 
Wow. That response right there is something that you can do today in your life. If somebody gives you praise for something. I mean, if you're a Christian, if you're a believer, that right there is an example of how you give it back to God. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not easy to do because you want to be like, I know I'm amazing. Uh -uh. (laughs) Wink, wink. But, but I know the truth of that, that apart from Christ, I am, I am not enough, but, but with him inside of me, I can do so many great things. We can, we can do so many great things. And that's what God wants to partner with us to see his kingdom fulfilled. (laughs) He wants to partner with us. So, So it's really cool if you think about how God has chosen us and that we can come into a relationship with him. And we're in partnership with the Lord. That's really amazing thing to think about. It is co-workers with Christ. That's right. That's what Christine Kane, when she starts talking about co-workers with Christ, she says, and she claps when she says it. She's like, we are co-laborers. Yes. And it just gets me so excited. It makes me want to clap because it's like, oh, he wants to work. He wants us to join with him. Yes. He wants us to join with him because it's easy to think, oh, he's up there. Like he's distant. He doesn't see me. He doesn't know what I'm going through. Yes, he sees you. Yes, he knows what you're going through. Cling to him. Draw near to him. Like cast your anxieties on him. Take every thought captive. Like give it to him, you know? Yes. Amen. And I love your heart for this subject that we're talking about today because you love God and you love people. And you're coming here today as a mom and a wife and someone who I love dearly, but you're plugged into your church. You know that community is so crucial and you're giving us this hard, good advice. And so I'm ready to hear what Bible verse is encouraging you in this season. Yeah, well, um, I I have so many verses that I love, of course, just as you do. Um, but one I thought went well with what we're talking about today is James 1, 2, 3, 4. Um, it's just one to talk about it, because it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And while that that actually, that verse is a challenge for me because mm-hmm. it says, consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds. And that's hard to do. And uh, But I love that knowing that sometimes what, when we find that we are being persecuted or that the world or society doesn't view everything like we do, we have a biblical world perspective and maybe, you know, others don't around us that the Lord says that the testing of that is going to produce perseverance in us, and that is going to make us so that we're mature, complete, and lacking nothing. So I just love that scripture because it's a challenge to all of us right now, especially in the world that we're living in now. You said earlier when you were talking about parenting and you were talking about praying for someone who doesn't know Jesus yet. You said don't give up. Right, yeah. Don't give up. Don't give up. Yeah, Don't and, give up. and that scripture, perseverance, right? I mean, God's got work to do in your heart and in your mind and in your soul. And the hum- the humbling part of all of this is that he's got a lot of work to do. Yeah. And what are you going to choose? You know, are you going to choose Jesus? 
I love uh, Stephanie Hodwin. She's a former guest on the podcast. She said, "Are you going to wear the world, or are you going, or or are you going to wear the word?" And wow. you know, it's hard to say, but yes, <laughs> it's hard to do too. It honestly, is. are you going to wear the world, or are you going to wear the word? And for the person who's listening, hey, maybe you don't know the word that well. Mm-hmm. This is what someone told me in high school. She was uh, she was a women's pastor or disciple. I don't know what. I was. She served in the church and she was a woman. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Bam. <laughs> she said, when you don't know or you're questioning in a moment, just repeat Jesus. Jesus, okay. Jesus, 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 yeah. Jesus. Jesus, because what you're doing is fixing your eyes on Jesus. I didn't realize that at the time, but you're fixing your eyes on heavenly things, not the world. And that's what she was trying to do is like, you might not have the words, you might not have the scripture for that moment, but you have Jesus. Yes. And hold on to it. That's right. That's good. Just keeping our perspective on him in the middle of everything that we're going through. And that's not always easy to do, but yeah, it's a challenge for us all, but it's what we should be doing. In the perseverance. And I would like to know more about what this scripture means to you. Yeah. Um, well, the James 1, 2 through 4, it, yeah. again, it's it's just, um, it's a challenge for me. Even I mean, it's not easy. It doesn't matter how close your walk is with the Lord. Persecution or feeling like your views don't align with the rest of the world is a challenge. Mm-hmm. And the Bible tells us um, you know, Romans, even five, three through five, it talks about suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character and character, hope. Um, and so those things are not easy. Those are the parts of, of Christianity that a lot of people don't want to talk about. They want to talk about, uh, just the love of Christ, which all of that is important and the center of, of the Christian faith. But the Bible does tell us that that being a follower of him is not going to always be easy. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we need to understand that. But it tells us to consider it joy. That's the hard part is we know that there's going to be people who don't agree with us, people that don't have the same worldview as us. But what is difficult is when the Bible tells us to count it as joy when we face persecution. Can you share James 1, 2 through 4 one more time, please? Yeah, it says, um, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, Mm -hmm. because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. When it says finishes, finish its work, what does that part of the scripture mean to you? I mean, I think that's part of our of our faith is sanctification, which is becoming more and more like Christ. Sanctification is is becoming more and more like Him. So as we persevere, we are becoming more like Christ and His sufferings, and and we're learning, um, you know, to persevere as He persevered and we are allowing our faith to be made perfect. And mm-hmm. I, and there's scripture that talks about that too. Our, our, our faith is made perfect um, because God's, God is made perfect in our weakness. I think it, it is 2 Corinthians 12, 9. It says, um, my grace is sufficient for you and my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. Oh, it will rest on me. That's it won't right. push you. That's right. Christ's it'll, power is not going to push you. Yes. It will rest on you. 
Yes and amen. I need, can I read that one more time? Yeah, absolutely. It says, this is 2 Corinthians 12, 9, and I'm actually reading it from your post that you had on Instagram back to, you know, Christ is enough. The scripture is, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. And my first reaction to the, and this is the NIV translation. We just read different translations, but for my heart to hear boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, Mm -hmm. I mean, the naive part of me is like, do I say, well, my curly hair isn't very strong. I don't have good curly hair. I uh, am not a good reader. When I read, I have to really, you know, I have to really read it. <laughs> you know, right. I have to really focus. What does boast all the more gladly? And I, I'm sorry that I'm asking you all no, these like scripture questions. I think that's but a great question. You're good at this stuff. Yeah. Um, look, it kind of goes back to my post of saying I'm not enough. I mean, that's yeah. boasting in my weakness right there, saying I'm apart from Christ, I'm not enough. But with Christ, I I am because I have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of me. Mm-hmm. So I think we have to understand that we apart from Him, we are weak. And, yeah. and we can't, it's total depravity. We, we need him. Um, but, but with him, we are strong. Yeah. And so yeah. I, it's saying, it's showing the world that the power of Christ in us is what, where our strength comes from as believers. Right. That apart from him, we are weak, but with him inside of us, his power is resting on us and we have the strength of Christ in us. Christ's power may rest on me. And I pray that for you listening. I pray that Christ's power rests on you today. I pray that he shows you, that you ask him, God, where am I weak? Like seek, you know, go into my heart, God, and find my weaknesses. And I surrender that to you. You are enough. You are my portion. And trust him. Trust him. He's got you. Yeah. Wow. Is there anything else you wanted to share? No, not, I mean, not really. I just, I love that you said to ask the Lord what our weakness is. And because I I feel like our world is becoming uncomfortable with ever sharing weakness or showing weakness. Mm -hmm. We want to always look put together, social media, everything. We always want to look like we have it together. Well, the truth is we don't always have it together. Right. Um, We don't ever have it Exactly. So, you know... There's one verse, James 5, 16 says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. I know you and I have talked about that scripture with Christine a lot lately. Yeah. And I kind of want to dive real quick into that. Yeah. So when we were in small group, and this was in the beginning of the spring, I was like, what's the point of even sharing our sin? Because God already knows it. Yeah. So why do we need to confess it? I mean, what's the point? What's what's the good going to come of that? And you said this scripture. Yeah. And and Chris, I, Christine may have been the first one that shared it, but it, I love that it says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other. And anytime there's a so that, it's like, well, well what's going to happen? Why are we doing this? Again, our yeah. generation that's coming behind us is always asking, but why are we, why are we confessing our sins? Why are we praying? Mm-hmm. Why are we? So that you may be healed. And that's that's what we're all wanting. We're all wanting healing in our lives. Um, and, and Christ puts people in our lives. 
and we we need to to confess our sins to Christ, but we also need to confess our sins to our brothers and sisters in Christ. And and that's part of the weakness, just sharing our weaknesses with each other. It, it strengthens one another. Yes, because we have them. Yeah, because we can all take off the mask and see that we all have things that we're struggling with. Right. Oh, man, God is so our strength. He's so our strength. When we don't have the words, when we don't have anything, yeah, he's enough. He's our portion. Christ is enough. Man, amen. this is... Amen, sister. Thank you so much for your time. And at the end of every podcast, we always pray. So yeah. join us in prayer. Father, decrease us and increase you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you will also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon. Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hi, y'all. This is Nan Charland, the owner of the Laurel Oak Inn Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida. You can find the Laurel Oak Inn on the internet at laureloakinn.com or Facebook and Instagram, Laurel Oak Inn. Until we meet you in person, we certainly hope you're enjoying life to its fullest. <laughs> <laughs>